Welcome to Seven Mile Ministry. We hope you enjoy this message. Isn't it good to be led right into the presence of the Lord? I'm here to tell you today that this is the day. If you want to shout, you can do it. This is a wonderful time. Jesus lived for this coming up event. And I tell you what, he died for our sins and he rose again. Praise you the Lord. Jesus had the power over death, hell, the grave, sin. And because of it, he had power to rise again, just like the word of God says. How many of you love Jesus? You know what John the Baptist said? Of course, he had some, you know, he had some questions, just like, uh, just like a lot of us do. But he was affirmed when he declared, he said, Jesus must increase and I must decrease. Ministry is about presenting Jesus. It's not about knocking down another denomination. It's not about knocking down another religion. It's about telling people that Jesus Christ can change your life. It's like what pastor said this morning. It's like telling people that you can leave different than what you came today. Because Jesus is alive. Well, praise God. I've got a little bit of shout in me. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it rising up. So don't get worried if you see a Pentecostal preacher turn loose today. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. John chapter 12 and verse 12 says, On the next day, much people were come to the feast where they heard that Jesus, or when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. And they took branches of palm leaves and were sent forth to meet him. And cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Before Jesus was about to go into Jerusalem, I thought this was uh, amazing to me. I, you know, I've, I've been preaching for a few years now. And I've never thought of this until just on this. Started reading it again. And that is Jesus, just before this took place, he went to Bethany. And there he met with, everybody say Lazarus. Now for those of you, and I know a lot of you do know the story of Lazarus. But Lazarus is the one that Jesus rose from the dead after he was, after Lazarus was dead for three days. And behold, he now stinketh. And Jesus went forth and calls him forward out of the grave. But he's the one that Jesus rose from the dead. And Jesus was there at Martha's and Lazarus's place getting ready for the day that he said before the foundation of the world, I'm coming and I'm going to do something special and I'm going to do it now. And it's this time, this season, this right now that is about to take place uh, seven days from now, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. He said, I've come to, to lay my life down, but I'm going to see somebody that I declared to him. And here's the revelation. I told him 
I told his sisters, I told the disciples when he was dead in the grave, I told them that he will live again. They said, yeah, the resurrection. And he declares, I am the resurrection. I'm the resurrection. Come on, Lazarus, I'm going to prove it to you. Buddy, it didn't just happen to you. It's fixing to happen to me. And after three days you rose, after three days I'm going to rise. Glory to God. Oh, thank God. Jesus came in to Jerusalem. Riding on a humble donkey. How many of you ever rode, rode on a donkey? Let me see. You ever rode a donkey? How many of you ever rode, rode a wild donkey and had to break him? Have you ever done that? Nobody? Well, believe me, I have. My father-in-law... Dick, you remember the story? My father-in-law had an old donkey out in the pastures just standing around out there, and all he would do was just plow him. He would plow him. And uh, I told him, I said, Spurgeon, I said, I'm going to ride that old donkey. He said, buddy, you ain't going to ride that donkey. I said, yeah, I'm going to go ride him. I want to take him out into the woods. He said, okay, be my guest. And he was happy to see it. I don't know what my father-in-law had against me, but he was glad to see me ride that old donkey. Because as soon as I jumped on that old donkey, boom, I come off the donkey. I hit the ground. I get up and I look, and he don't run. He just stays right there. I look at that donkey, I get up, and I jump back on him again. And I, all of a sudden again, he bumps, jump, he, he bumps me off, and I hit the ground. This went on several times, several times. And I determined that I was not going to let that old donkey win. So I noticed, I began to, you know, when you fail and fail and fail, you, you need to evaluate something. If you do the same thing, you get the same result. And I thought if I, uh, you know, I was thinking, you get on that donkey and you get kind of midway to back, it'll be easier because you can't, but he wasn't rearing, he was bucking. So after evaluating, I said, maybe I need to get toward his shoulders rather than the back end. And that worked. I got that on that old donkey. He started bucking and, and running and, and running every, every which way he could. And I stayed on. I jumped off and I said, I'm going to do it again. I jumped on him. By this time, my father-in-law wasn't interested because, you know, I'd already, I'd already been getting to ride the thing. So I get on him again and I... Start to try to ride him and guide him through different places. And to make a long story short, I was in the pasture where that donkey knew his way. There were trails, there were ruts. And one led to the barn, and the barn was lower than, it was too low. And that old donkey would just, no matter, I don't care how hard I pulled, he would go down the trail he wanted to go down. He'd go to the barn and almost, I had to go way down on his neck to keep from being knocked off from the rafter. The low ringing, the low hanging father-in-law rafter. 
And then I'd get him out and I'd take him. He'd go down any trail he wanted to go. He wouldn't mind me at all. And I got to thinking, there's a plowed field right outside the barn, but there's no fences. I'm going to take a big chance. Pastor Red, I'm saying this, and I want you to get, I want you to get what I'm about to tell you because it's, 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 it's a lesson the Lord taught me. So I, I get the mule, I walk him out of the barn door, I take him out in that old plowed up field that had no ruts, just a brand new plowed field. I get on him and he stands there. He don't buck, don't run. I say, giddy up. And he goes, I pull him to the right, he goes to the right, I pull him to the left, he goes to the left, I stop him and I get off. And I say, my goodness, what happened? And when it was all over with, when I put the old donkey up, the Lord began to speak to my heart and said, son, if you're not careful, you can get in the rut and go your own way when I'm trying to lead you certain ways. Now, the Lord spoke that to my heart, not out loud, not an audible voice, but it was so firm that saints, sometimes we need to get into the plowed ground. We need to get into the new ground. We need to get out of our old ruts because they take us to the same old path. It takes us to the same old failures. It takes us to the same old places where that we don't need to go. When you get saved, when you get born again, listen, if you're here today and you're not, you don't know Jesus or, or maybe you're backslidden and you wonder why in the world am I failing and failing and failing? It's because you're going in the rut that you need to get out of getting some new ground, find the new word for yourself today and get God's working in your life. I mean, does that make sense to anybody? Well, that has nothing to do with Jesus riding a donkey. But he rode this old donkey into Jerusalem. And they said, hell, king of the Jews. He humbled himself. But brother, the next time he comes back, when he comes back again, he won't be riding a donkey. He will be the Prince of Peace. He will be the Lord of Lords. He will be the King of Kings. And he's going to come riding on a horse. And he's going to put the devil in his place. Amen. Put your hands together and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, after he went into Jerusalem, and he goes here, and he gets ready for the event that's going to take place seven days later. The thing that amazes me here, they praise him and they hail him and they honor him and they make a path. They they lay palm leaves on, on his trail all the way to Jerusalem. And seven days later, they cry out, crucify him. Crucify him. Jesus declared before the foundations of the world that I am slain before the foundation of this world was even established. Jesus declared, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Jesus declared that I am come and, and that, that I'm going to take the sins of the world on me that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He declares victory. He declares, Pastor, that we can be different when we leave here than the way we came. 
Jesus said, I come for this purpose. And there are things in Jesus' life, and this is what I really want to get to today. And that is that what it took for Jesus to get to this point. Number one, it took, everybody say courage. I ain't talking about something that can be worked up. I'm talking about something that you live and it begins to engraft you and take over you. It comes through living and communicating and having fellowship with the Father. Courage. Why did it take courage? Because Jesus was about to do something he had never done. He was about to become separated from the Father. I want you to understand, before the foundation of the world, Jesus was there. When the creation of this world, Jesus was there. When the world was being formed, when when man was made from the dust of the ground, when life was breathed into his nostrils, the Lord was there, Jesus was there, the Father was there, the Holy Spirit was there. Jesus has always been with the Father, never separated. Even when he went through his battles in the hard times, even when they tried to stone him to death, when they tried to cast him over the, over the bluff, Jesus was there and the Father was always present with him. But there was coming a time seven days later that he was going to be separated from all of eternity. He had never been separated. Brother, this is going to take courage. He's never walked this path before. It was going to take sin separated him. Our Lord had never sinned. Never. Never, not one sin. He overcame them all. That's why he had power over death. That's why he had power over sin. Because he didn't sin, he had power over it. That's why he could, ra- he could be raised from the dead. Never had he ever sinned before. Never had he been separated from the Father before. And all of a sudden, he was going to be separated. He cries out on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You remember that? Jesus, Jesus became sin. That's why when they took him to the, to the, to the bluff and was going to cast him over, they couldn't cast him over. They couldn't do it. When they took up stones to stone him to death, they could, it was impossible. Because there's one thing that there's only one way to die. When sin is finished, when sin is finished, when sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. The only way for Jesus to even die, he had to take the sins of the world to be able to die for us. But he said, I'm going to do it willfully. Now, brother, that takes courage. When God told Joshua... Moses is dead. Now rise up and take this children of Israel over the, red, over the Jordan and go into the land that I told you to go into. I could read it to you. Joshua chapter 1. 
But God tells him, when you start on this journey, Joshua, he says, I want you to be strong and of good courage. For you are going to divide this land before the people. He said, only be strong and good courage. I can't tell you how many times. He said, be strong and of good courage. Have courage. Be strong. Have faith in me. Believe what I'm telling you. Have strong. Be courage, son. Have the courage of God, son. Because you're going to need it. It takes courage to follow in the steps of the Lord. It takes courage to stand up and say to your friend, you don't have to judge your friend. You're just going to, all you got to say is, I'm not going down that rut with you no more. And some of you have people as friends. Some of you have needles as friends. Some of you have t- tobacco lettuce. <laughs> you, devil's lettuce. I want y'all to notice your pastor knows what it is. Some of your friends is devil lettuce. What's those, what do you, something else you call it? Bigger water? Big what's? Huh? Fatty, a big fatty. But that's your friend and it's leading you down a rut of destruction. Some of you look for happiness in every kind of way that you possibly can and you can't find it. You can leave here different today because Jesus can make that difference in your life. Take courage to follow the Lord and get away from everything else. You know what I like about coming to church here? I told, I I text the pastor. Do you have the, do you have the picture of the cuckoo bird? I don't know if you do, but uh, if you don't, it's all right. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I did not. No way. No way, brother. No way, sister. That was not me. That was the guy out there in the booth. <laughs> Pastor, did you do that on purpose? Now, you see this lovely bird? That's a cuckoo bird. Now, you thought he lived in a cuckoo clock, didn't you? The cuckoo bird, and I'm telling you why I like the church here. It's totally opposite of what this bird is. This bird never makes its own nest. This bird will find a nest of another bird that's already made and go and lay its eggs in that nest and fly off and leave it for the bird who owns the nest to hatch those eggs and raise those birds as its own. Our church is not like that. When Pastor Red asked me to preach, I think, I get to thinking, Pastor Red's been preaching here. Todd Arnold has pastored here. Uh, 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 Joshua Nation preaches here. And you've had other Fine preachers, pastors. And when they ask me to preach, I think, my goodness, what can I? You know, they've had the best. What is it that I can say? And I call, I call on the Lord and say, Lord, you got to give me something. Because I'm going to be feeding some preachers today. And let me ask you this. How many was here last Sunday? You know what? Last Sunday... 
was one of the most, I, I saw something I'd never seen before last Sunday. When Joshua Nation got up here and began to minister. Now, how many of you ever heard of prophetic services? The guy pulls you forward and he calls you by name and he builds you up and makes you feel like you're a million dollars. Right? What did Jesus, what did, what did, what did uh, John the Baptist, he said Jesus must increase. Ministry is not, it, it is not to make somebody feel great and important. The ministry is to set you free. And it's to uplift Jesus. Last Sunday was the most beautiful prophetic service I have seen in my life. I sat there and, and wow, because the, the brother, he, he gave a word and it was a collective word. It was to all of us, letting us know that God's doing things and you better get ready because Jesus riding the horse is about to happen. Amen. Our church is not like the cuckoo bird. We don't, we don't give birth. And abandon you. We don't lay you somewhere else and tell you that, you know, make it the best you can. No, if you need deliverance, if you need salvation, if you need healing, if you need God's presence, we're here to pray for you and believe God with you. I can hear an amen somewhere, can't I? Let me teach you. Amen. And, and, and that's, you know, that's important. You don't have that just anywhere. You can't just go to any churches and think they're going to love you and, and, and hurt with you and, and, and bleed with you and, and feel with you. But we can do it here. We're not cuckoo. And there ain't a, one of you that's cuckoo here. Birds, praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus had courage. To say, Father, of course, I don't know what Pastor Red's going to be preaching next Sunday, but I'm not going to try to trample on it or, or touch on that because I have enough right here. But for Jesus to say, Lord, not my will. I've never sinned, but I'll, I'll become sin. And I know what that sin's going to do. It's going to separate me from you. And as soon as he does, and the sins of the world come on him, what happens to the, to the brightness of the, of the sky? It turns dark. You know why? This is just Buddy, Buddy's revelation, Buddy 2 and 5. <laughs> because Jesus became sin. I can just imagine. This is me. I can imagine the devil over in the corner, over there pointing his finger, laughing. Ha, 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 ha. I got rid of him. I'm going to get rid of him. But God says, yeah, he's going to become sin, but you won't see it. And he turns the light of the world off. And Jesus gives up the ghost and goes to, goes to the grave. Devil, you won't see it. Religious hypocrites, you won't see it. Click. And it becomes darkness on the face of the earth. And Jesus gives up the ghost. Brother, it takes courage. I mentioned it, to, it was for Jesus, for this day to even happen. He, he, had to he had to take upon himself humility. The word of God says this in Philippians chapter 2. 
In verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Say no reputation. You know, that's hard for high school students, isn't it? That's hard for college students. That's even hard for some people on the job who will stab anybody in the back to get ahead. The word of God says, make yourself of no reputation, but took upon him the form of a servant. That's what Pastor Red's done. That's what Joshua's done. That's, that's, what, that's what Todd has done. That's what ministers do. We take upon ourselves the form of a servant. We serve you. When Pastor Red gets up here, he's not up here trying to say, I'm the pastor of a of seven mile church. He gets up here and says, I want to give you the word of God today that's going to set you free because you can leave different than what you've come. That's the servant. That's the servant. Can I share this with you? That man right there said a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was, about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, God began to speak to him and gave him the message. Last week, Josh Nation shared with us the same thing. I was preaching, I think three or four weeks ago, Pastor, down in Daphne. About two, three, two, I think it was between two and three in the morning. I, I was there at the church and I was prostate. I was, I was sleeping actually there at the altar. And I was seeking the Lord. And the Lord came to me. In a dream, you know, this was a dream. That's when I said, I have officially become an old man. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. I became a man, an old man at that, about three or four weeks ago. I had a dream, and the Lord spoke to my heart, and I saw him, but I can't remember, I can't even remember what he looked like. And it may be good because you can't really look upon him and live, see. But he spoke to me and said, Buddy, even my people have taken my grace. For granted. They are abusing my grace. Grace is the favor that God gives us without us even earning anything to do with it. Grace is God's protection for you, is your salvation, is your faith. He's given, dealt to every man the measure of faith. I don't have any faith. Yeah, you got faith. The Bible says you do. And God spoke to my heart and said, Even my people are walking on my grace. You see, grace is the only thing. If you think about the, the promises of God, how many know God gave us all kind of promises? He's, but every promise he gave us is conditional. He gave us the promise of grace that is unconditional. God gave you, you don't earn it. There's no way you can fast for it. There's no, no matter how, you can give, you can give Pastor Red a thousand dollars today and you still won't earn God's grace. It's free. No condition. I'm going to say it for you. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. It's good. Jesus, on his way to give his life for us. Brother, it took that faith. Where he said, Very, he, he, had, he, he saw the possibility. You know why he said, here's what he said in John 12, 24. For verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. Jesus knew if he died for our sins, that it would bring forth much fruit. He died, and look at us now. Jesus' popularity is as strong or even stronger today than it has ever been, praise God. There are people still in other countries right now, and some in our country, who are being threatened. They're being being made fun of. They're being mocked. And some are even dying for the name of Jesus still. Because a grain of wheat died, it brought forth a whole... Look at it. We're, we are a... Listen. We are much fruit because of that one death. He knew the possibility. Jesus also said this. No man, and I remember Josh said this last week, and and I know why he said it, because it is so true and because it's being polluted it's being walked, the grace of God is being trampled under feet, y'all. Josh Nations, last week, he said, the Bible says no man comes to the Father but by Jesus. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. I'm not here to wreck any other ministries. Uh, I don't mind calling them by name, but uh, that's not what I'm here today for. But I'm here to tell you that there are ministers on television today telling people that Muslims can make their own way to heaven. Buddhists can find their own way to heaven. They find their way to heaven their way. But for me, it's Jesus. No, it's Jesus for the Buddhist, for the Muslim, for the Hindu. It's Jesus for the Christian. Jesus only. If you don't go through Jesus, you will not make heaven. It can't be any plainer than that, y'all. I will, as long as I'm preaching, I will not let the people think that you can make it to heaven the only way you want to, any kind of way you want to. If it feels good to you, do it. As a teenager, I thought, I heard that. And I practiced it, and it wasn't good. Sin is pleasurable for a season, but the season always runs out. Amen. I'm going to make Pentecostals out of you yet. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. My little children, these things are right unto you. 1 John 2. That you sin not. Here's what Jesus knew. He had understanding. I'm closing on this right here. I'm closing on this. That Jesus, he understood. You see, he's the only one that did not sin. And here's what the word of God says. My children, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. 
My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. That you sin not. But I thank God that's not a, it don't stop there. Because every one of us would be in big trouble. Even you Christians. Even you cross-carrying, Bible-carrying Christians, you'd be in trouble if it stopped there. This bud right here wouldn't even be able to stand here if it stopped there. But here, I'm, I'm going to read it in context. You ready for context? All the way again, my little children, these things are right unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, and if you do sin, if you do sin, we have an advocate to the Father, or with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Bless God, there's hope for Buddy Reynolds yet. You may not be sitting out there and the devil has raked you over the coals and you feel so condemned. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world might have life. You may be so disappointed with the actions that you've taken this week. And maybe God is disappointed with that. But he has not given up on you because he planted himself. He died. And you are his fruit that's coming. And he has not given up on you. He will never give up on you. He says, you're mine. And the devil may be wrestling for you right now, but the, the devil cannot win because Jesus says they're mine. Shut up, devil. Get out of the way. They are repented and I have forgiven. Even though you're a Christian, God's forgiven you now. How many of you love Jesus? Thank you for listening to this message from Seven Mile Ministry. 